0: Welcome to Sports Rivals with Monty and Ernie, lively entertaining banter on sports topics you want to hear. Rivals. That's Ernie, I'm Monty, and together we are here to discuss the world of sports. Ernie, today is one of our most popular shows of the year, our NFL preview show. For me personally, with very low expectations out of my Rams, it's not quite as fun as it has been the last few years. But I'm sure you're excited with your Pittsburgh Steelers and the fans that think they're going 17-0 yep. in the regular season. But before we start with our NFL preview, I do want to touch on the uh, the uh, FIBA World Cup real quickly. But first, University of Hawaii football against Stanford on Friday night. Huge expectations and excitement. A little bit of a dud.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looked good after the uh, <coughs> first quarter, even early into the second quarter when Hawaii is able to, uh, you know, match a first quarter touchdown from Stanford. But from then on, Stanford took a double-digit lead and didn't look back.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a situation. See, so here's the deal. I mean, Stanford had been on a losing streak. Cal had been on a losing streak. The day of uh, the game, they get accepted into the ACC Stanford comes out like a brand new team. I mean, their new quarterback was very impressive. Uh, He was throwing the ball well. He was running the ball well. They held UH to zero yards rushing, if not negative yards rushing. Um, And then Cal Berkeley comes out on Saturday, and they win by like 40 points. So I'm not sure what it is right now. Was Stanford better than expected? They were three-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. Or is UH not as good as we hope that they were? And, and so for another week, I think that's going to be the question. There's some positives again. I think Schrager played pretty well. Yeah. He didn't turn the ball over, a career high, 355 yards. But... Some of that is a little bit of garbage time towards the end when we were already down by two, three touchdowns. Um, defensively, I think we did okay. It didn't help that we had two of our best defensive players ejected for targeting calls. Um, kind of questionable calls. I mean, it wasn't intentional. The guys were falling. But if you're going by the letter of the law, both of them did have helmet-to-helmet contact. We lost two of our best defenders. That didn't help their all-american tight end played like an all-american tight end he was dominating uh the uh defense so i kind of don't know what to expect i mean last week i did the the record six and seven that included losses to both vanderbilt and stanford uh i have them rebounding this week against albany before going to oregon ernie i'm afraid of that oregon yeah they won 81 to 7 over portland state on saturday so Still still kind of hard to expect But I think coming off the good performance Against Vanderbilt (laughs) Almost 13,000 people uh, In the stands that day White out on national TV On CBS Sports Network The CBS Sports Network Announcers picked UH And we kind of laid a dud there So I don't know what to
1: expect from this team Hopeful but confused After week two I'm confused that Sims didn't even get a carry After leading Hawaii in rushing the previous week, he gets two catches, but no rushing attempts. And it it shows. I mean, Hawaii was negative yardage for the game. Stanford runs for 158. To me, that was the difference of the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. I mean, Stanford looked like the better team from the beginning. It was kind of. Maybe the first half of the first quarter, but after that, it, it, it kind of seemed like Stanford was the better team. They were controlling the ball offensively. They were getting pressure on Schrager defensively with six sacks. No major turnovers, um, but it is what it is. Albany seems to be just what the doctor ordered. We have to get a W, get some confidence, get some continuity, get some rhythm before going to Oregon. And then I think the real season will happen. We fully expect that they're going to be 1-3 after the first four games. It's what happens in that next set of games uh, is going to make all the difference. So I'm still hopeful. I, I'm always a glass-half-full kind of guy. So I'm hopeful that this is more a case of Stanford being better than we thought
1: and not UH being disappointing.
0: That's the, my mindset going into week three.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's very difficult, you know, when you only have a small sample size. So, again, is, is like what you said, is Stanford this good and or is... Hawaii on the glass empty side uh, lesser than what we thought of so hopefully it's the former not the latter part and uh, I like I don't think we'll know until like you said after the Oregon game yep so uh
0: Let's show up this weekend again, UH fans, and let's hope uh, let's root our team on. Timmy Chang, I still believe in the guy. I mean, he is his passion. Uh, I still believe in the guy, and I'm still hopeful that this season is going to be what we expected. I think expectations exceeded reality maybe after the Vanderbilt game. Um, But now we're 0-2, and we're ready to take on Albany this week and go from there. But let's shift gears just real quickly to the FIBA World Cup. Uh, The USA loses to Lithuania overnight lithuania goes 14 for 25 from three-point range they were on fire they win 110 to 104 they were up big for most of the game the uh, usa made it close behind uh, ant man's 35 points again but they didn't quite get the superstar performance out of austin reeves that we've come to expect um, So they fell short Whether this is a good or bad thing Who knows They are in the quarterfinals With their 4-1 record They now take on Italy on Tuesday night Now we're in the knockout rounds Now you lose and you go home So it's time for them to get serious But really Ernie This FIBA is wide open Spain the number one ranked team in the world Is out They're not even in anymore You have three undefeated teams after pool play Lithuania 5-0 Germany 5-0 um, and shucks, one more team that was five and zero, oh, and then there's the other five teams that are four and one, including Canada, who could easily win this. The U.S. who could win this, Slovenia. Who could win this behind Luca? So I still think it's virtually anyone's game. I actually like the matchup with the U.S. and Italy. I think they can handle Italy. But one of the things that I think came about the last two games with the size of Montenegro and then the size of Lithuania, that has been problematic, especially when Jaron Jackson insists on getting in foul trouble two, three minutes into the game every single game and if you take him out we're very very small unless you go with Walker Kessler so I think Italy is a better matchup but if we see one of those big teams again it could be problems for the
1: U.S. team that is uh, pretty small it could I think it's and I think it's a great wake-up call for the U.S. team. now granted Lithuania had a terrific perimeter game to complement their you know their size on the inside as far as uh, you know that is concerned but it shows that the U.S. team has holes in its, you know, in its game, and it can be exploited. And you don't, you never want this, you know, to come down to, uh, you know, it to be decided like in the last two or three minutes. I mean, the USA was down big time in that first quarter. They had to scramble back. The same thing happened in the previous game with Montenegro. They were struggling early, they had to fight back. But yeah, it's not good. They need fast starts, and they need to close out strong. I mean, I think it's a good wake up call. Canada, who I thought was the best team in my opinion, uh, going into this part of the, the schedule, also lost. So everybody has chicks in the armor. Wide open, as you said. I mean, I could see Germany coming up strong. Lithuania definitely has a shot. Uh, can't count out Luka and Slovenia. So it's going to be tough. More exciting than that, I thought. I, I really wasn't really uh paying too much attention to this People World Cup, but garnered more interest as uh you know we're headed into the knockout stages now.
0: So it kicks off with in Hawaii time, it actually kicks off Monday night at ten forty-five with number one seed Lithuania against Serbia, and then followed by Italy and the United States. That's the first two games, and then the other two matchups will be the following day. Um, lose and you go home now. I still like the U.S.'s chances, so. but it is going to depend on matchups, and then hopefully Serbia can knock off Lithuania for us. But you know what? Lithuania is not going to go 14 for 25 no, every game. They're not. So uh, it's uh, – but it is, it, it is exciting from this standpoint. It's not usually this way. It's usually U.S. – Spain maybe Um, But it is pretty wide open I could see all eight teams Having a chance To win this FIBA World Cup So hopefully USA can get it in gear Led by Austin Reeves (laughs) all right gang that's Ernie I'm Monty and now what you've all been waiting for our NFL preview show this is the show we tell you who is going to win each of the divisions and get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl so we're going to start with the NFC since I think that one is the easier conference in terms of Not as strong top to bottom as the AFC is. And then we'll leave the AFC for after since Ernie has his Steelers there and I think there's higher expectations for the Steelers than there are for the Rams so let's start with the NFC East Ernie I'm just going to split through this real quick I have the Eagles winning it with a 12-5 and record Dallas and the Giants at 9-8 and each Washington at 8-9 and that's how I kind of see the NFC East I still think Philadelphia is the kings of that division they did have some losses I'm most concerned about the losses of the two coordinators but Javon Carter has been the story of Eagles camp looks like he the steel that they hoped he'd be by dropping to number nine if he can fill in for Hargrave that defense is going to be solid offensively they have everybody mainly back it's just going to be a matter of what kind of difference do the losing the coordinators make Jalen Hurts I expect will take the next step I still think the Eagles are the king there the Giants they're all over the place. Some love the Giants. Others don't like the Giants. They think that Daniel Jones is overrated. Um, I believe in Brian Dable, and I believe, as coaches ourselves, I think coaching matters, and I think Brian Dable is a better coach than Mike McCartney is, although Dallas has the better talent. I'm not a big believer in Dak Prescott. I think those two can go either way, and I wouldn't be surprised if Washington behind Sam Howell, who who looks pretty good in preseason. Was surprising. Those three teams are are kind of even to me, although Dallas should be the best.
1: Um, what do you think about the NFC East? Uh, I, I like Philadelphia like you. I, I don't like them outright. I I like, I wouldn't be, let's just say this. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won that division. I, like you, I'm concerned about the key losses. I think Hargrave is big. Even though Javon is coming out and doing, impressing well in, in training camp, Uh, Hargrave was an all-pro you know, up the middle that's why San Francisco paid the big bucks for him, you know Uh, I don't see a one-for-one swap on top of that on top of, you know, again, the coaching changes in the respective conditions Dallas has the pieces, I don't like their quarterback, I'm not impressed with Dak he's uh, an upper half quarterback in my opinion just not somebody who I believe can, you know, take you, uh, you know, jump on my shoulders and, you know, win the Super Bowl. But their overall combination is in strengths of offense and defense, I think, is well-balanced. And I think they're going to... Uh, they're just that much better than the Giants and Washington that they will give Philadelphia a fight for that top. I have them, Philadelphia going at 12-5, and five, Dallas at 11-6, and it's going to be a fight. I think the I think this is a very well uh, play division: Giants and Washington pulling up the rear, both going eight and nine, and you can flip flop on who they, who their matchups are on wins and losses. For third and fourth place.
0: So we're dead on with the Eagles both at 12 and 5. You just believe more in Dallas at 11 and yeah. 6 than I do. All right, so let's switch to the NFC North. That's where I have the Detroit Lions winning at 10 and 7, although I have Minnesota also at 10 and 7. I believe Detroit ends up winning the division. Chicago and Green Bay both at 7 and 10. Um, Green Bay has talent, but Jordan Love, I just don't know what they're going to get out of him. He's too big of a question mark for me right now. I believe Justin Fields does take a leap forward. What that leap means, I, I I still don't know. So that's kind of how I see it. I see Detroit and Minnesota as the two top teams, Chicago and Green Bay as the two bottom teams, but not a ton of difference between the top and the bottom. And if you get key injuries for any of these teams, uh, things could could change around. But Detroit, Minnesota, ten and seven each, Chicago and Green Bay seven and ten
1: each. Okay, I like what you said about injuries, because I think that's how Detroit actually won last year. They were they were one of the more healthy teams in the NFL. I think that all comes down to law of averages. I think this year they are more uh, prone to be hurt, just based upon the fact that they were they weren't hurt last year. I think that comes back down to earth. I have Minnesota actually winning that division, based upon you know my anticipation of Detroit not having all their uh, players out there. I have Minnesota going at ten and seven. Detroit falling right behind them at nine and eight and right behind them I have the Chicago Bears Green Bay uh, you're gonna miss Aaron Rodgers I think they the they're easy to the last place i think they're gonna finish at 12, five 5 and 12.
0: wow so i mean you have green bay has a little bit worse record than me but it's not too dissimilar we both had minnesota at 10 and 7 i have detroit also at 10 and 7 you have them at 9 and 8 Uh, and then you have green bay at a worse record there so you like minnesota i like detroit but both of them have the same records for me now let's move to the nfc south that's where I have the New Orleans Saints is the only team with a winning record. I have them at 10 and 7, and I have everybody else at 7 and 10. If I had to put it in order, I believe in Carolina first because of Frank Reichick Um, And then Atlanta and then Tampa Bay. But I have them all at 7 and 10. I believe New Orleans has the best defense. And I believe they have the best quarterback right now in Derek Carr. They have great wide receivers in Chris Olave. Michael Thomas hopefully will come back. They have depth at the tight end position. They have a good offensive line. Um, I believe they have the best talent. And if all things go right for them... They stay healthy, and the division is as weak as possible. Ten and seven could be low. They may actually push for eleven, twelve wins because their division is so weak, uh, and get maybe a two or three seed in the West. So New Orleans, clear winner. Everybody else tied after that.
1: Okay, I don't. I, I think there. Uh, if you look at uh, the NFC South versus. Uh, the rest of the NFL, as far as the division is concerned, yeah, you can make an argument that they're probably one of the weaker divisions. <clears throat> but I think as far as balance throughout the teams, I think this is going to be a very well-fought division. I don't think there's any clear-cut winner. I, like you, think the overall talent on New Orleans is just better than, you know, the upstart Carolinas. Uh, Atlanta has, you know, Desmond Ritter coming in, and they have Bichon, uh the running back, uh, out of Texas coming in we'll see how that works out a very run oriented game i really think that those three teams are going to battle it out for first place uh as it works on a paper i have new orleans at nine eight carolina and atlanta going eight and nine each and pulling up the rear is tampa bay i just think they they just lost that's what happens It's, 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 it's like your rams they put all their eggs in the basket during the run when Brady was there and now the cupboard is empty and it's going to take time for Tampa Bay to fill those cupboards see the thing with Tampa Bay is
0: they actually have a pretty solid team they still have all their wide receivers they still have their offensive line yeah they're older they I mean they still have Rashawn White they still have their defense their linebackers their their safeties Um, the key is going to be what kind of start did they get off to and how many of these (coughs) veterans do they trade off Uh, and then try to give themselves a better draft position. I think that's what people are anticipating, and so am I. I don't believe that Baker Mayfield is the one that's going to get it done. There's already you know some dissension with Mike Evans and his contract situation he may get traded before the season starts next week so we'll have to see and once that starts and I think you're going to see them purge to accumulate assets for next year so I agree that Tampa Bay will be on the bottom so now the NFC West just a couple years ago by far the best division in football this year not so much I think clearly the San Francisco 49ers are the best team not only in the NFC West I believe they are the best team in the NFC, assuming Nick Bosa does come back. I have them at 12 and 5. I think Seattle will be second at 10 and 7. I have my Rams at 7 and 10, and that's being ambitious. That's being positive thinking with my Rams. They could easily go five wins or less. Based on their schedule. Um, and if anyone were really to get injured, and Cooper Cup already is battling a hamstring issue, and if he's gonna miss a month or two um, because of some serious hamstring issue, the Rams are, are done. And then I believe Arizona has kind of given up they traded their only viable quarterback in Colt McCoy they look like they're going all in uh for Caleb Williams and the number one pick so I have them at four and 13 that could be a stretch as it is so San Francisco
1: clearly Seattle Rams and Arizona bringing up the rear yeah I have San Francisco at number one too I, I I just thought I don't like them as high as you do I think that the NFC championship game Philadelphia exposed them a little bit now Brock Purdy was hurt Okay, Brock Purdy was hurt, but man, that score, what was it, 7-30-something? to 30 something. Uh, That defense that San Francisco supposedly has the number one defense shouldn't have given up that many points uh, to that Philadelphia team, in my opinion. Uh, I think there's some holes there. I still think San Francisco finishes the season uh, at 11-6. and six. Seattle, my surprise team, will battle them. Uh, don't be surprised at one point in the year, Seattle actually... Uh, has that number one uh, uh, spot in the NFC West? But I have Seattle finishing at uh, ten and seven. I like your Rams. I think there's too much pride with the uh, with uh, you know with the uh, you know the veteran players out there. Uh, I think they're going to finish a respectable, in my opinion, respectable seven and ten. But I agree with you definitely with the Arizona Cardinals. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if Kyler Murray comes back this season. I think they go throughout the season. Kyler Murray recovers from that uh, injury, but they shelve him because...
0: And then they trade him.
1: Yeah, they may trade them and and, yeah. and,
0: and draft ah. Caleb Williams so ah, yeah. yeah I completely I completely agree with that so um, okay so not a whole lot of dissension maybe some some a little changes in terms of records on, on on certain teams but I think we pretty much agree top to bottom on who's going to win each division so this is how I see the NFC shaping up and then I'll turn it over <laughs> to Ernie I have San Francisco as the number one seed with their 12 and five record Philly with 12 and five is the two seed so it reverses last year's season Situation. I have New Orleans at the 3C, Detroit 4, and my playoff teams are Seattle, Minnesota, and Dallas. Um, I think we're going to have the exact same playoff roster. Maybe the order is different. Wild card, I have Philly over Dallas, the Saints over the Vikings, the Lions over the Seahawks. Divisional round, San Fran over the Lions, Philly over the Saints, and a rematch of the NFC Championship. This time, San Francisco has the home field, and I... Pain to say, San Francisco over Philly. San Francisco will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl.
1: Okay, my playoff teams. I have Philadelphia having the number one seed. Uh, following them, I have the, um, I have Minnesota being the NFC North championship. New Orleans, the South. San Francisco as the West, and the two remaining wild cards of Seattle and Detroit. Well, three, uh,
0: there's three wild cards. So
1: who's your third wild card? Uh, I have, okay, my playoff teams are Philly, Dallas, Minnesota, New Orleans. Oh, Carolina. Carolina, okay. Carolina. So in the first wild card game, left San Francisco over Seattle. I have an upset, Minnesota over Dallas. I have another upset, New Orleans. Oh, I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Minnesota over Dallas. Dallas over Minnesota And Detroit beating New Orleans. Okay. So in my divisional (coughs) round, I have Philadelphia beating Detroit and Dallas beating San Francisco. In my AFC championship game, Philadelphia. And everybody thinks, okay, the loser of the AFC championship game always has a terrible season the next year. They drop off for some reason. Philadelphia has too many young up-and-coming stars for that to happen. They will represent the NFC in this year's Super Bowl.
0: Wow, so you got Philly going back to the Super Bowl. You're right. I mean, that would be going against all odds because the losing Super Bowl team sometimes, oftentimes, don't even make the playoffs. You have them going back to the Super Bowl, but I agree. They're certainly stacked, and it will take a major calamity of injuries to keep them from having another good season. So let's get to the AFC. (laughs) Again, that's Ernie, I'm Monty. Together, we are the sports rivals, and there is no doubt that the AFC is packed. So, let's do this. Let's start from the least exciting division, which I think is the AFC South. And we will work our way to the AFC North, which we'll keep for last, since that holds Ernie's Pittsburgh Steelers. So, the AFC South, to me, is going to be a runaway, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, to me, rolling this division at 11-6. and 6. The only reason tennessee is at eight and nine i believe is that vrabel is a great coach and he finds a way to win some games so i have them at eight and nine houston and indy both are going to be struggling i have both of them at four wins and 13 losses i think both of them battle arizona for the top pick in the draft so jacksonville
1: Tennessee, Houston, and Indy. Jacksonville clearly winning that division. Yeah, my only difference from you is I have Indy coming in third, Houston last. I think Indy pulls it off for some reason. I know that there's talk right at this minute uh, on the running back trade, and we'll see what they get back in return for, you know, if that transaction goes through. through. But, yeah, Jacksonville, they kind of impressed me last season, especially towards the end and in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tennessee is on the decline right now but you know they got pride on their team I think Henry is still a viable running back Tannehill is still a serviceable quarterback and that division is just so weak I think that's where they pick up their wins in so I think they come up at uh, 8 and 9 they'll miss the playoffs Jacksonville will be I think you had them what 11 and 6 yeah I got them right behind 10 and 7
0: okay so I think we agree with that um in terms of Jacksonville yeah and again we talked about this last week in our fantasy preview show we both believe Trevor Lawrence takes that next step I believe he turns into a top five uh quarterback this year and they have a lot of weapons with Etienne and Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram uh that a good pass rush on the defensive side I think they roll in that division so let's go now to the AFC West now last year this was going to be the most competitive division Kansas City rolled through that division as they have done ever since Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback I believe they win again. However, I don't believe they have quite the same record. I have them winning the West at 11 and 6, the Chargers at 10 and 7. The Broncos improved, but I'm still a little bit leery of what I've seen in the preseason out of Russell Wilson and the injuries to key skill position guys there. I don't believe they take the leap people expect them to take. And then Vegas at the bottom at 6 and 11. Yes, they have Devontae Adams. Yes, they have Josh Jacobs. Um, Yes, they have Max Crosby,
1: but... Garoppolo
0: Garoppolo I mean (laughs) Garoppolo I don't know how many games You're going to get out of him So I just expect the Raiders To bring up the rear There at 6 and 11 Kansas City Chargers Broncos And the Raiders
1: Yeah I have Kansas City Again at the top How can't you I mean Mahomes is just To me The most consistent Big time quarterback That we've seen In a long time Since Brady Probably since Kurt Warner Yeah <laughs> Okay <laughs> Okay I had a cough on top of that one But We'll, we'll, we'll get it I bring up the I bring, out the, ph- uh, we'll I bring out, out the phlegm in Ernie Yeah you are You did Chargers uh, You know what They're supposed to be good They're supposed to be good last year And I think this year I like them more last year Than I like them this year I like Herbert I think it's, this is going to be his best year Nine and Eight I, that, I, just based upon what I seen well, that's last, what
0: they were last year yeah that,
1: and that's and I think they are better last year than they are this year so I'm putting them at 9 and eight I believe in Russell Wilson I think he has got a chip on his shoulder I think he wills them to 10 and seven wow the, so second in the division second in the division uh, and I got biggest like you said they pull up their rear for me you know I don't I don't believe in Garoppolo you know and I think DeVonte Adams worked well last year but that was his college quarterback I don't see the same chemistry okay so for me the most exciting division
0: and I, and I'm not going to lie I think part of the bias here is Tua Tagovailoa and and him being from Hawaii and him being with Miami and can he stay healthy and all the intrigue surrounding him As well as Aaron Rodgers going to New York and being this new Aaron Rodgers And all the talent that they've accumulated there This division out of all eight fascinates me the most And this is where I am kind of I'm kind of fit to be tied I have Buffalo, Miami and the Jets all tied at 10 and 7 And I have the New England Patriots just below them at 8 and 9 um, but I just kind of, I, I could see Buffalo regressing. Von Miller is still on the pup list. He's going to miss at least the first four games. The the Stephon Diggs situation, I, I'm not a fan of, of drama. And there was a lot of drama there. I like what they did with Dalton Kane at tight end. I love the additions to their running back room with Damian Harris and Latavius Murray uh, and the development of James Cook. I think their defense takes a step a little bit back. And it remains to be seen. Can Josh Allen not run as much as he does? And can he keep from turning the ball over on the jet side? Can that offensive line stay healthy? If that offensive line stays healthy, I believe the jets will win this division. Wow. I just don't think that that's going to happen because they've not shown me that it can ever happen. Um, but I think that's going to be such an intriguing division. I just pray Tua Tangovailoa can stay healthy for all 17 games. If that happens, Miami is going to be in great, great shape. But Tua has never been able to do that. Ernie, not in college, not in the pros. I just, I think he misses at least four to five games. And I think that's the difference to keep them slightly under the other two teams.
1: Okay, so you have Buffalo
0: I have them all at ten and seven. All at 10 I just and seven. don't know who's gonna win the tiebreakers. Okay. But for me, I can I can give you a hint right now, all three make the playoffs.
1: Okay. I have I have Miami actually winning that division. I believe that Tua is gonna have his best season. Uh I just like what they did last year. I mean I'm a big believer on, on seeing what these teams did in the first half versus what they did in the second half. Now you look at Buffalo, you could just say that they were the best team in football after week five of last year. I mean, they were hitting on all cylinders, high potent offense, uh, tremendous defense. Then they stumbled. They kind of yeah. stumbled, especially in the playoffs. Yep. They lost the
0: defensive line. They lost yeah. the secondary.
1: And, uh, and I think that a little bit of that carries on into this season. So I have them actually finishing second at 10 and 7 at Miami at 11 and 6. <sighs> the Jets, like I and I agree with you with the Jets. I mean... <laughs> That defense is going to raise havoc on the NFL for the next several years. Uh, it, I just need to see Aaron Rodgers. I believe in chemistry. Uh, I'm going to be conservative. I believe that they can win that division like you. But I need to see it first. So at this point, just given the fact that there are two great teams uh, ahead of them in Buffalo, Miami. I have the Jets falling in third at 9-8. New England have right behind them at 8-9. and nine. I like... That's an underrated defense. That defense under Bill Belichick, I think Bill Belichick knew with the tools that they had on the offense that he needed to revamp that defense. I think that is a very underrated defense in New England, although they do get some... Uh, you know, with Matt Judon in that, I think they... You know they they do get some uh, clicks there, but they'll pull up the rear uh, ever so slightly at eight and nine. Yeah, so I, I
0: we Patriots and you and I both at eight and nine. I think the only difference, apparently, you you have the Jets one win less than I do, and you have Miami one win more than I do. Um, but we're pretty aligned here there's not two in years past we've been like way off this year we're like one or two wins or or off but I think for the most part we're getting the same basic teams now the AFC South this is Ernie's division let Ernie go first tell me how you think this division will
1: shake out To me, this is the best division as far as top-heavy is concerned. Three teams on top in in this division can represent the AFC, in my opinion. Uh, Cincinnati's been there before. Baltimore's been there before. Pittsburgh is going for their seventh. So that says enough. Cleveland will be more improved this year. I just don't believe in that team. It's a dysfunctional team. I think they've got all the right talent, offense and defense. I think Deshaun Watson is back to a level there that he was in Houston I don't think so I think they pull up the rear at six and set at six and eleven and only for the fact that the three other teams are going to have great years in my opinion I have Pittsburgh and Cincinnati finishing at eleven six apiece Baltimore right behind at ten and seven all three making the playoffs all right so
0: um, I agree with Cincinnati at eleven and six I am going to take Baltimore and Pittsburgh at nine and eight um... I believe Pittsburgh is actually a stronger team than Baltimore and Baltimore always people always believe in Baltimore Baltimore is set up to have their best team in recent memory because JK Dobbins is back two years off of ACL surgery they have their best wide receiving group that they've had in recent memory with Bateman, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham if they can stay healthy they got two great tight ends in Andrews and Isaiah Likely they always have a good offensive line good defense they added Jadavia and Clark. County, but Lamar Jackson has not stayed healthy in four years and without Lamar Jackson they're not going to go very very far so I like the Bengals at 11 and 6 I like the Steelers at 9 and 8 with a higher upside I like the Ravens at 9 and 8 with a higher downside and I too agree that the the Browns will bring up the rear there I have them a little bit better than you I have them at 7 and 10 rather than 6 and 11 but I think that that that's going to be how things shake out Pittsburgh um
1: they finished that in it last year
0: yep but they were a bad team that came on strong at the end this year I believe they're going to be strong the whole time it's just a matter of matchups and a tough pretty tough schedule and I it's just that I really believe in the Cincinnati Bengals um and as we go through the playoff structure, you tell me how your AFC shakes out. Who's the number one seed? Who's your playoff teams? And who's representing the AFC?
1: Okay, I have Kansas City as the number one seed at 12 and 5. So my uh, remaining wild card teams are Buffalo, Miami, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Denver, and Baltimore. Okay. In, uh, in the wild card round, I have Pittsburgh playing Denver, uh, and they, they, they beat Denver I have Baltimore Going to Miami Upsetting Miami I have Jackson Jacksonville uh, Going to Cincinnati Cincinnati winning that game In my divisional round Cincinnati uh, Plays uh, Cincinnati comes to Pittsburgh I have actually Pittsburgh winning the division Even though it was a uh, Tie record wise at 11 and 6 apiece and I have Pittsburgh narrowly beating Cincinnati. <coughs> I have Kansas City. I'm sorry, I have Baltimore upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs at Kansas City. Uh, AFC championship game. NFC battle. Pittsburgh uh, versus Baltimore. Pittsburgh goes to the Super Bowl. Homer <laughs> oh,
0: takes the to, get to the Super Bowl again. Representing the AFC. <laughs> All right. Well, this is where we differ. Our our playoffs are completely different. I have Jacksonville with the number one seed in the AFC. I think they're going to ride their easy division to that number one seed. Kansas City's my two seed. Cincinnati's three. Buffalo, by virtue of a tiebreaker, will be four. My playoff teams are Miami, the Jets, and the Chargers over the Steelers, but that's close. It could be either one of those two. It doesn't matter because in the first round, Kansas City will beat whether it be the Chargers or the Steelers in round one. Cincinnati takes out Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Buffalo at home will beat Miami like they did last year. That leads a divisional round of Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buffalo upsets Jacksonville in Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville is ready yet. Cincinnati finally beats Kansas City again. I think they beat Kansas City in Kansas City. AFC Championship, I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe Cincinnati takes out Buffalo. Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals over the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Burrow wins his
1: first Super Bowl title. Okay, I have Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh. And I'm picking Philadelphia. Pittsburgh, the Battle
0: of Pennsylvania. Exactly,
1: and Pittsburgh doesn't fare well against Philadelphia. I'm sorry, as a Pittsburgh fan, I battled through years and years of watching this on TV. Even when Philadelphia had average teams, they struggle. So that's going to be that's going to be a win for Philadelphia. I think they're going to come back. They're going to they're going to be a Super Bowl championship. But at least I got them heading into the Super Bowl
0: yeah I mean and you know what I am I'm happy for Ernie because he's excited they had a great preseason the young players seem to be improving Uh, I think everything everything would have to go correct for the Steelers to get to the Super Bowl to me over the amount of talent and stacked teams and brilliant quarterback play Kenny Pickett has looked good but he is not Mahomes not Burrow. Not Josh Allen and not any one of those. So for, for Pittsburgh to get there, that would surprise me. But, hey, last year I had the Rams in the Super Bowl, if you remember, and the Rams went 5-12, and 12, I believe. Yeah. So um, there's nothing like preseason excitement for the home team. It is. And Ernie has hope, and I really don't. So... <laughs> It, it's like back to four or five years. It's back to pre-McVeigh, where the best day of the season was draft day, when we actually had first-round picks. And this year we have a first-round pick. So Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. They're going to look good in the yellow yeah. and
1: gold. I mean the, the blue and gold next year. And I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm the only one as far as picking Pittsburgh as a sleeper pick. Pittsburgh over the last. At least this preseason have been on a number of sleeper picks uh-huh. to represent. Uh, they have seen, not to win, but at least to represent the Super Bowl. I mean, if they were to win, they have their plus plus six thousand right now. So, it be great odds if I you know if you pick them right now. But I don't think I don't think I don't think they're gonna win. Yeah, you know, for for that. But <laughs> it's, it's just it's just the fact that I think this. The Pittsburgh team is young. Yes. I think the, I think the better- And that's what
0: I think. I think Pittsburgh is a year or two away. They are very young. They're skill position players. Pickens is great, he's young. Fuhrmouth is young. Harris and Warren are young. The offensive line is now young. Uh, it's just TJ Watt that, and the defense that are veterans um, that are still always going to be there. I, I like Pittsburgh. I think they played well. I think they're a year or two away. Um, Pickett does not measure up to me, to the Burroughs and the Mahomes oh, no. Allens yet. No. So they're going to have to do it in a different way. Yeah. But I think Pittsburgh is going to be exciting. I think they're going to be in every single game this year, um, as long as they can stay healthy. I think there's some key guys there that cannot get
1: hurt. Yeah. And I think it's going to start off with game one versus San Francisco I, I think, think they're going to
0: beat San Francisco I think they're
1: going to beat San Francisco especially with Bolsa not playing yeah I think they're going to I think they're going to win that game San Francisco always starts off slow so, um, let's, so let's do what we did last year yep let's let's give our two best picks for the week for week one of the NFL okay you want to go first I'll go first since I uh, had that segue with Pittsburgh over San Francisco <coughs> San Francisco flies over to the Pittsburgh San Francisco is a two and a half point favorite at Pittsburgh during the Tomlin years, Pittsburgh has been home dogs just 21 times in the 17 year history that Tomlin has been there. During those 21 games that they were underdogs, they have outright won 13 of those games. So they are 13 and eight. Against the spread, they are an incredible 14 and four, three pushes. Take the Steelers, two and a half points. If not just because we think they're gonna win, The odds on the history and the trends say they're going to win. Pittsburgh, two and a half over San Francisco. In my second game, I was going to go. I was looking at uh, rookie quarterbacks uh, who are playing. And I I, I saw Bryce Young up there. But then Bryce Young with Carolina plays Atlanta. Atlanta has a terrible, terrible pass rush. So I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud to lose his first game. Baltimore, a big 10-point favorite at home versus Houston. C.J. Stroud is going to get harassed, harassed, harassed. Everybody's healthy on Baltimore. They might not be healthy throughout the year, but game one, they're going to be healthy. Take Baltimore, 10 points over the Houston Texans.
0: All right, I like both of those games. Um, Ernie sticking to his love and passion for the AFC North. Um, Here's where I'm going to go. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna bet against who I believe will be two of the worst teams in the league. I like the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I have as the number one seed in the AFC. I don't think Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson is going to be anywhere near ready in game one. Jonathan Taylor's on the pup list; he will not play. I like Jacksonville laying the four and a half points at Indy to jump all over the Colts and take that one. And I also like the Washington Commanders at home um, over the hapless. Arizona Cardinals who doesn't even know who's going to be their quarterback uh, in week one. It could be Joshua Dobbs. It could be uh, Rick Toon. Um Rick Toon, yeah, the volleyball well, player from Houston. <laughs> or maybe his name is not Rick, but his last name is definitely Toon. A fifth round pick out of the University of Houston. Either way, I think the commander's defense harasses the Cardinals all day long. I think Howell uh, gets off to a good start. I say Washington lay the seven points at home over the Arizona Cardinals. So I got Jacksonville minus four at Indy. Reds, uh, commanders minus seven at home against the Cardinals. Ernie's got the Steelers taking points at home over San Francisco and the Ravens laying the wood, laying 10 points over the Houston, Texas. So we're not telling you who to bet on. We're just telling you who we would bet on. Right. So, hey, nothing like starting off the season interest rates are going higher you want to pay off your mortgage Four-team <laughs> teaser right here uh go ahead and lay the wood hey, these are actually strong picks in week
1: one I, I i like them and i i think i had a five week winning streak last last season so just saying just saying
0: all right so gang that wraps up our nfl preview show i am really curious what you guys think we're here in hawaii tons of Steeler fans Tons of Dallas Cowboy fans. Tons of irritating San Francisco 49er fans. Tons of Raider fans. Tell us what you think. Do you agree with our prognostications? Who is your Super Bowl prediction? Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Who's going to represent the NFL, uh, A- NFC and AFC? Sports Rivals Podcast on IG and Facebook. Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter. I'm curious to see who Kuule Agbayani. Happy birthday, Kule. was your birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday to you and Paul Brown who they have winning the Super Bowl this year. I know they have their favorite teams. Of course, we're all Tua Tonga-Vailoa fans, but Paul comes from the world of New York. So I'm guessing he's hopping on the Aaron Rodgers train there with the New York Jets. But we're curious to see what it is that you guys have in mind. But before we go, I'm going to turn it over to Ernie
1: for his closing thought. Okay, now I'm just excited the fact that Man, August was a terrible sports month. It's not for the fact that we had World Cups in both women's soccer and the FIFA championships. August was a terrible month, in my opinion, for sports. I mean, uh, sports sports happy guy. Uh, a lot of what they call downtime uh, as far as uh, spectator watching was mm-hmm. concerned. So I just decided, okay, what are the best sports months out of the year? So I'm going to, you know, spend hopefully the next five minutes uh giving you my rankings on which are the best sports months of the year at number 12 i have the month of december uh the best part about december is christmas (laughs) you have basically the college football playoffs although there are only minor bowl games in my opinion and that's basically all you got the rest is regular season nba regular season nfl Uh, regular season, NHL, uh, you got college basketball, and that's basically it. It, it, it's, it, it's a ho-hum month. December is the 12th month, as far as spectators, sports is concerned, from my opinion, they are the worst month of the year for spectators. Now I did say August was a bad month, but I, I put them at 11, normally they would be at 12, but as affirm- what I said aforementioned, we had both World Cups, the FIBA at the end of August, The Women's World Cup in soccer, earlier part of August, and just for this year. In any other year, they would be the worst month for me, but for this year, they come in in eleven, just based upon you know FIBA and the Women's World Cup. At number ten, I have February. Now, everybody thinks in February, hey, it's the Super Bowl. That's all they are. (laughs) They just, they just got the Super Bowl. Regular season NBA. The NBA All-Star Game, if you watch that, NHL regular season. And if you're into college basketball, they're winding down on conference play. Uh, then the Super Bowl, which happens in the first week of February, even though it's the shortest month of the year, it's a long month in sports for me. February comes in 10th. Uh, in in the number uh, nine position, I have October. Uh, I am not out of the three sports that I ah, four sports that I watch baseball for me probably comes in last because my cardinals have not been relevant for the past several years you have the uh, World Series in October Uh, basketball kicks off in October as does NHL but other than the World Series which I don't follow that much in most recent years um they come in ninth for me as far as uh, spectator sports are concerned. Uh, in eighth I have March and this character is just one thing but it's a big thing and we make a big thing about it March Madness. Uh, I think that's that because it's not just one event it's a lot of games at least for the ending part of March that plays a big part in character. It's, it's the only thing everything else is regular season. But March Madness itself puts March in the number eight position for me. Number seven is November. In November you have uh, the beginning of college basketball. You have rivalry Week uh, for college football. And you have the the regular season. And for those of you who like to watch uh, European football, soccer, that's when it starts kicking in in the month of November. So November comes in number seven for me, just on a worldwide basis. Okay, On number six, I have the month of May. The month of May has the NBA playoffs starting, uh, week one of the French Open, uh, the regular season of Major League Baseball. Uh, no, it's just regular season Major League Baseball. And then you have NHL playoffs as well as NBA playoffs. So that comes in sixth for me. Uh, Number five, we have the month of September. September, like I said, starts off with the college football season as well as the beginning of the NFL season, Ryder Cup at the end of the month. And you have uh, the U.S. Open Tennis Championships. So September comes in fifth for me at the number fourth position I have July July has Wimbledon <clears throat> the British Open and every two years or so you have the World Cup this year was kind of like a little screwed up because of COVID so I think the World Cup for for soccer would uh, were changed for the later part but it normally happens uh, in July you have the Major League uh, All-Star Game, if you if you're if you're into that, uh, but just the fact that they have the British, the British Open, which is probably my favorite uh, golfing event. Plus Wimbledon, I have the I've July's number four. Uh, number three is April. Uh, April, you have uh, the conclusion of March Madness, which is college basketball's Final Four. You have the Masters. In fact, that week is probably one of the best weeks because right after the Final Four, you have the Masters right after that, Coastal Father's Day. Uh, and just those two alone in what I consider the best week of sports happens in the month of April. April wins it for me. Uh, the month of June comes in second, and that is all because of the NBA Finals. I'm not into any, uh, nation, uh, the National Hockey League, but you also have the National Hockey Week finals. You have week one of Wimbledon. You also have the French Open and golf. So if you're into any, uh, any of those three minor sports, uh, that's a big month for you. And number one comes January. January just because of football, football, football. The first week of January, you have multiple of the major bowl games. Following that, you have NFL playoffs, from start to finish, so you're just enamored, especially if your team is in there playing in both college and pro. That whole month is exciting for you. Just to add in the uh, other pieces, you have the Australian Open, uh, college basketball uh, conference play, and I guess coming up last, the National Hockey League All-Star play, but All-Star game. But January, in my opinion, the best month. Of watching sports.
0: Well, so I'm actually surprised by the list. January, I don't have a problem with, but I think most people in Hawaii, in fact, I think it's most people in the country would have the best months of the foot uh, of the year sports prize completely aligned with the football season. And you actually had this December as the worst. September and a lot of those months were on the bottom. I think most people would have all those ones first, but this is how well rounded Ernie is as a sports fan things like (sighs) the French Open, (laughs) (laughs) his passion for major golf, the British Open, the Masters all have uh, their roles in, in how he picks things out. And of course, June is super high because of the NBA finals because the Celtics are really, really strong in there. Uh, right now. But I, I'm curious to see, am I, am I getting this wrong? You know, do you guys agree with Ernie on that? Or, or do most of you think the football season like August, September are the best because that's the start. Um, I'm kind of curious for me. For me personally, it's March Madness because I am a huge college basketball fan. I love March Madness, and that really is all that's there. I mean, you have the NFL Combine, you have spring training, you have the end of the NBA regular season. But for me, there is nothing like March Madness. Um, And so that would be my favorite. Um, Other than that, I'm kind of all over the place. I mean... I I like all kinds of sports. I like baseball. So I like October. I like the World Series because the Dodgers are usually relevant. Um, And I like the football season, obviously, the, the whole football season. I don't have the same passion as Ernie for the ancillary tennis tournaments and the golfing tournaments. Other than when Serena was playing and Tiger was playing, then I had a lot more interest than I do now. But I give Ernie credit. That's a lot of widespread uh, interest in formulating that. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. Sports Rivals Podcast at IG and Facebook, Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter. Now, is January going to be a happy one for Ernie and his Steelers? He certainly expects yeah. it. And then If the Steelers get to the Super Bowl and somehow win next year, when he does this list, February February will be number one (laughs) instead of number what 10 or 9, whatever, or 11, whatever it was this year. They're gonna leap to number one. February is always high for me because it's Valentine's Day at Watanabe (laughs) Floral, our number one business day Of (laughs) of of the year. All right, before we hang things up again, another congratulations and shout out to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Now that College is back in play HPU sports OIA sports They do an amazing job Covering things And we'll highlight a few more Of the um, High school games Next week This week it was all about The Puno I mean the uh, The NFL Preseason I mentioned Punahou there because they went to the mainland and almost knocked off the number 14 team. They lost 50 to 43 on a last-second touchdown, uh, or they would have knocked off the number 14 team in California, but I digress. Again, getting back to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, Kule and Paul, weekday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 760 a.m., 95.1 FM on your dial. The Hawaii Sports Radio Network, home of Caleb Williams and the USC Trojans, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Cl- Clippers, and HPU Sports. Ernie, anything else on this packed show? I'm good. Happy Labor's Day weekend, everyone. And until next week, the Sports Rivals are out. Thank you for joining us on the Sports Rivals podcast. Check us out on social media at Sports Rivals Podcasts on Instagram and at Sports Rivals Pod on Twitter, where you can share topics you'd like to hear.